Nation. Welcome to another episode of the Side Project Podcast. Yes. Oh, wait a minute. I gotta take a sip out of the new Run It Up merch. The Run It Up, Run It Up mug and the Run It Up tea. I'm running it up here, ladies and gentlemen. Let's take a drink together. If you've got yours, let's take a drink. Mmm. God, you know what that tastes like? Tastes like success, ladies and gentlemen. It tastes like success. I know if you're drinking out of yours right now as well, you're like, ooh, tomorrow you're gonna have a successful day. That's for sure. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we're wasting no time here today. Uh, I've got somebody awesome joining me this week whom is an actor, a writer, a producer, an entrepreneur even, if you will. Someone who has been making waves for a flurry of fandoms since 2012. You may know him from the series Reverse Flash Origins, or maybe you know him from Arrow Unlimited. Maybe you've heard some rumblings recently on this show about a production he's a part of, Qui-Gon Legends, a Star Wars series. You might have seen clips from an X-Men fan film that he's a part of, or maybe, just maybe, You've heard him from like his extensive Power Ranger work <laughs> on projects such as First Ninja, Rise of the Ninja, Shattered Past, and or Bloodline of the Grid. Co-creator of Crimson Vision Studios, a producer at Nerdbot Studios, just coming off the Anime Riverside Convention. Let's give a round of applause and a warm welcome to Colin K. Bass. <laughs> How's it going, dude? Going great after that intro, man. That was amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, man. I'm stoked to finally have you here, dude. We've been talking back and forth. I think it's been like a, a couple months here and there, yeah. a couple a couple chats and everything, and uh, and then trying to make this happen. I know you've been super busy. I've had a couple other guests that uh, that were scheduled, you know, and I didn't want to kick them off and be like, no, Colin's coming, and we'll get you later. <laughs> I didn't want to, you know, try to keep it uh, neutral and respectful for everybody, man. So I'm glad that you're uh, you're finally here, dude. Me too. Um, you are one hard worker, man. Every time I see you, it is just consistently working and putting out quality content, dude. It, and I mean this when I say it, it's admirable, man. And I'm sure people definitely want to hear some discussion on the projects that you're a part of, been a part of, and or are working on. But before we even dive into that, I want to take things down a different road first. The Anime Riverside Convention. Not only was the, um, the Ra Ranger Legacy event held there, but you pretty much helped kind of bring this whole thing to life the marketing booking talent the panels the behind the scenes work and pretty much the face of it as well uh, i'm sure there's gotta be there's gotta be some interesting stories on how putting a convention together can actually be like the behind the scenes stuff that not everybody maybe got to see um this thing was just a couple weeks ago the riverside one and uh, it was definitely a success um what's it been like how did this all come together for you in the first place you know doing the behind the scenes stuff for the convention well, I made the switch over to NerdBot full-time after COVID. I did Star Wars product development for Ruby's Costume Company for like six years. COVID hit, uh, did unemployment slash the acting route, and then NerdBot hired me full-time. And we kind of didn't know what I was going to do. We just knew that we could get a lot done if I was there full-time. So it became like producing and selling merch on NerdUp and uh, different social media stuff. Then Elvin, my boss, uh, was like, hey, I think I might have an anime convention at Anime Riverside. And then I was like, in my head, I'm like, oh, this is my new job. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I just saying yes to everything because I was there yeah. social media posts and like helped me out. Then I started being like, what's up, guys? Calling from Anime Riverside. And then that was like mm -hmm. one of like a thousand times I did it. And I basically just uh, kind of like stumbled my way into the position, but then it became this thing where, hey, this is actually working and – the interviews with the celebrities went well. 
Um, mm-hmm. Doing posts went well, and me being like the face of it all went well. Then when it came closer and closer to the convention, I can lift things, I can drive things, you know, just right, right. More and more, and me saying, "Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I can do that," because I I want this life. I love the industry, and right. it, it kind of just I never really said no to anything, and then that kind of cemented my spot as one of the showrunners. I would say. I guess. I hope that's not too much to say, but no. Yeah. Well, yeah, you can see it on social media. You're all, you're all over it in a good way, in a good way. I don't even yeah. mean that as a bad thing. You're all over it. You're putting your stamp on it, you know? Yeah. And I think it's and resonating I, with people too. Yeah. And I believed in it. I really believed in mm-hmm. Riverside's never had anything like that before. I loved uh, downtown Riverside. And as the con started as a convention center, it started slowly taking over the city. And in my head, it reminds me of San Diego comic-con, which is a huge right. reason why I'm in this industry. So I was just like, yeah, I can help you. And also I really look up to my boss and I just want to make his Mm -hmm. life easier. So I keep saying, yes, yes, yes. And then all of a sudden I'm in up to here in anime Riverside stuff (laughs) and I go, okay, maybe I should say some no's (laughs) next time. uh, No, it it really just became like, I thought I was just doing marketing. And then Mm -hmm. I was like, I can do the interview. I know Naruto stuff. I can do the interview. I know Power Rangers. And then Ranger Legacy did well last year at Anime Pasadena and I was supposed to just run around your legacy, but it became more and more of me just going like, Hey, I can help you with that. I can help you with that. And right. I wasn't failing or messing up. It, it, it actually ended up working pretty well. So, That's awesome. And it's the confidence behind it though, too. You know what I mean? It's the yeah. confidence behind it. You even said yourself that you were confident about it. You're going, you know, if you just, if you just kind of go and do it, if you overthink it, I mean, you definitely think about stuff and, right. and make, you know, do the right job. But like, if you overthink about it, then you're, then you're worrying about it even more. And then you're leaving that room open for like, you know, messing up things or whatever. If you just kind of go into it, like, yeah, I got this. I can do this. You know what I mean? And try not to doubt yourself too much. You're just going. And I think that's, you know, that's something I feel like that's something you're kind of used to, too, in my personal opinion, at least on the outside, you know, looking in, you you have your your hands in a lot of different things. So I just feel like you're just kind of one of those people are like, you know what? I got it. (laughs) I I can do it. I got it. (laughs) No, that's accurate. And I I, I kind of went in uh, just doing what I would want to see as a fan, you know, and that's my whole writing perspective is like, what would I want to see? And when I write these episodes or come up with these ideas, it's like, I've never seen this before. I've never heard this question. So uh, I did like fake it till I made it. And then the success and we're in the green and already working on our next one. I was like, all right. We're, That's we're awesome, good. dude. Have you ever, have you ever done anything like this before? As far as like the responsibilities, I know you said it was your first time kind of doing anime Riverside and all that, but have you ever touched on anything like that before? Was this your complete first time? No, I was always like the panelist guy or like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'd help out a little bit of Ranger legacy, but I was more like not behind the scenes. I, they're always just like, Colin, you're on this panel or moderating it, or you're, you gotta be at the booth and talk to fans, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was the first time I did a lot of behind the scenes stuff and uh, it was fun, like throwing out ideas for what we could do or what characters should be on the promo for the day, little things yeah. like that. And I got to, cause I'm, I'm like Toonami old school with, with anime. Yeah. So I throw yeah. a character out and the graphic design team be like, who? And I'm like, trust me, people. Will- <laughs> <laughs> it's going to resonate with people. I got this. Just yeah. trust me. Well, you, you did a great job, man. And I, and I believe you're, you're doing it all again. If it's not you, it's uh, it's nerdbot at least if I'm not mistaken as anime uh, Pasadena is looking to land on November 19th and 20th. Um, are you, are you going to be that heavily involved in the, in the Pasadena iteration as well? Yeah. Um, maybe a little bit more in like a, like hands on kind of way. Cause I was mm-hmm. me like tiptoeing, like, Hey, guys come on down to anime riverside now i think we're gonna lean in and those like celebrity interviews that we did on instagram live were really helpful and 
uh, right. panels and stuff. And the ones that I pitched were pretty crowded. So I think that I'll have like more of a say in things too. But mm-hmm. from the, so I kind of, like I said, I kind of stumbled into my role for Anime Riverside. I think I'm yeah. just starting uh, feet on the ground for Anime Pasadena. Nice. And what can be expected at Anime Pasadena for maybe people that, that don't know, haven't gone before, didn't, didn't tune into to Riverside as far as social media or attend? Like, what can they expect from the Pasadena iteration? I would just say it's so much more than the anime convention. Uh, we're going to have just basically there's, there's something for everyone. It's not just it's, it's called Anime Pasadena, but we're going to have music, activities, gaming tournaments. We're taking over more and more of Pasadena. It's and uh, tons of celebrities like it's it's really just not one thing. And I think that's what Gridbot does so well with these conventions. Because like let's say like, okay, I saw the exhibit hall, met my met my celebrity I want to meet. Where to? Oh, the karaoke lounge or let's go right. video games or go see live music. So it's gonna be just options is basically what yes. I think. I saw at the Riverside one, you guys had a, like a carnival as well. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's I crazy. I to check it out, but I saw it and I was like, never seen a convention do that. All right, cool. Yeah, I was going to, I even messaged you about it. I was going to uh, try to go. I, I had plans that weekend, unfortunately, and I couldn't move things around. Um, and I was this close to being able to make it on Saturday and uh, it just didn't pan out, unfortunately, man. So I'm, I'm going I'm to try to see if I can make it to the Pasadena one. The Riverside one's a little closer for me. I'm, I'm kind of in the area. Okay. Um, but I really wanted to go, but I also saw that uh, the power for the Riverside one shut down for like about an hour or so. Is that what it was? Yeah. And let me just say for uh, Anime Pasadena, I do the press and pro approvals. So you're in. Mm-hmm. Just watch you know. so oh, thank you, man. Bad. Thank that you, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate I'll that. Put your name on there. No worries. Thank you, dude. Thank uh, yeah. you. The, but it wasn't just us. It was uh, half of the Riverside City lost power. Oh, okay. So it was like a city thing. It wasn't just the convention. No. And like, oh. we were like are we partying too hard or what happened? And, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, it was, it was unfortunate, but man, we bounced back real quick. Yeah. And, uh, the, everyone on the team, we, we didn't really know how serious it was or how not serious it was. So I was like kicking us out and I was like, it'll be back on. Then everyone's like, we got to get out of here. And then sure enough, <laughs> we're back in. And I was like, I, yeah. we could have like kept it going. But yeah, I think the, you know, it's, it's a matter of reaction and we had really, really good reaction. And I, I honestly went over to the karaoke lounge and we were just drinking with our, our flashlights, uh, our cell phones. Oh, nice. So I was vibing. And then I That's just saw so cool. was like, Colin, we're, we got the lights back on. I was like, man, I was still having fun. So yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, man. For everybody that wants to stay up to date, make sure you're following anime.riverside as well as anime Pasadena on Instagram to stay up to date and get everything past, present, and future for these conventions. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do everything I possibly can. I should be able to be there of November around those dates. That's also around my birthday as well. Mine's so be cool. Oh, really? November 4th. It's a little bit, it's a little bit before it. Okay, mine's 21st. So it'll be. <laughs> oh, no, you're like right after yeah. it, dude. That's awesome, oh, man. It'll be my birthday weekend, though. I'll save my oh, birthday. Oh, yeah. That's going to be cool, dude. I'm definitely going to uh, do everything I can to make it. I'll keep you updated, but I, it should be, it should be fine. I don't Great. think I have anything going on. That's also like around like the holidays and everything. So things are kind of winding down. I, I should be fine. We're live here at Anime Riverside. I've been Colin Bass, the marketing dude, the dude's face that you're probably sick of. Uh, I'm here on the main stage. Something's about to happen. It is the biggest Naruto cast panel ever. Let me show you who's here. Here we go. 
I'm a big superhero fan, both Marvel and DC, as many viewers and supporters of this show are. So you know we gotta, I gotta touch on it for the people that tune in. I gotta touch on the superhero stuff, man. And some may know and some may not, but almost about five years ago now, over the course of time, over on Nerdbot Studios YouTube channel, you guys put out two seasons of a series centered around Reverse Flash, entitled Reverse Flash Origins. Seem a little off today. You all right? Yeah, I'm just distracted. Listen, man, I know what you're going through. These powers don't just change your body, it changes everything around you. I know you got questions running through your head at light speed, but just know that if you need anyone to talk to, you can talk to me, you can trust me. I don't think you'd understand. All right, let me start. My name is Barry Allen. I'm the fastest man alive. Maybe not for long. My name is Eobard Thawne, and I'm from the future. You star as Eobard, uh, Reverse Flash, in the series yourself, but you also wrote for the series. And something that I see a lot of DC fans, Flash fans, uh, say is that they want more Reverse Flash. I see this all the time, as well as more story from Reverse Flash. Uh, and it's something that I think that you guys accomplished with Reverse Flash Origins. But why Reverse Flash for you? What brought you to want to write and star in such a project, especially an origin story? Uh, it, it was really a matter of what I haven't seen. And uh, I thought it'd be really interesting if we went like the Anakin Skywalker slash Lex Luthor route from Smallville, where like right. this guy wasn't just, you know, came out the womb evil. Different misunderstandings or happenstances or different things happened to him that led him down that path. And I thought it'd be really interesting to dive into that because at the time, the Flash show hadn't really shown much. And the comics right. have all I did all I did all my research, read comics, read the wikis, watch videos. All of them have like different versions and nothing was really concrete. And you could always blame the multiverse or timelines or whatever you want. Yeah. And I was like, man, wouldn't it be interesting if this guy's like the Flash is my hero, which is, you know, one of the versions. And mm -hmm. I'm gonna try to be like him. But then it becomes one of those things where like, all right, the Flash doesn't kill, and because he didn't kill, the love of my life is dead. That kind of thing. So yeah. I thought it'd be really interesting to make a more like sympathetic character and you see him become more evil and evil in each episode. And as the, as the show went on, it was, I would not to, you know, be cocky or anything, but it's Nerdbot's first mm -hmm. hit. More people got involved, yes. the stats went up and I just kept kind of pushing the envelope each episode. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it was just something one I wanted to see. And I loved the whole kind of anti-hero, anti-villain this bad stuff is why they're evil. Yes. This lean yes. Not really Cause fun. everybody has a backstory. Exactly. Everybody has a backstory. They even, they even look at, uh, this may not be the best example, but in for, for Marvel, even like even Thanos, you know, and they did kind of touch on why he's doing what he's doing. And he has a backstory. I, I kind of do dig, dig that aspect of things too, because, um, they're not, always like you said sometimes they're not always just evil right out yeah. the bat there's something that made them the way that they are you know just like you mentioned with anakin darth vader anakin all that it makes sense and I, I really dig that aspect of it man even with it being out for a while reverse flash origins um i still don't want to give too many spoilers i know it's been out for a while but aside from reverse flash the flash himself there's appearances by so many dc characters zoom killer frost among so many more actually including some uh, big surprises and some some highly respected fan favorites that just have to appear in a story like this, I would think, you know, uh, did you always have 
uh, in mind such a fulfilling cast, all these appearances, or was that something that developed more as production continued? And feel free to talk about whatever characters you want to talk about. It's your project. I just didn't want to be the one to spoil it in case people haven't seen. Yeah, I think that I got braver and braver as we made more episodes. Uh, you can see episodes one, two, and three, we played it pretty safe. At the end of three, we really played with time travel for the first time. Where, yeah. You know, Jane meets this, the, the Eobard you've been watching for three episodes, but she mm-hmm. dealt with something from a super evil, messed up Eobard. And that's yes. when I was, and people really liked it. Memes were being made and the clip was being uploaded. And I was like, mm-hmm. I need to believe in myself. I like, I never really have written something that had so many views. So I need to, I need to believe in myself. And then that, that's when I went crazy. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll name some Batman, yeah, Bar, dude. Aqua Girl, yes. uh, Kid yes. Flash. Like we, we went all over the place. And there's a lot of like, mm-hmm. again, what would I want to see? Where's live yeah. action Batman Beyond? All right, I'll do it. You know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I think I just got braver and braver, but no, I had no idea. I, there's, there's the thing that I've learned is you, you write your first episode hoping that it turns into something, but never expecting it. So I, I wrote it going, I hope this lands, and it did. So as we got more people involved, suits, masks, you know, all these mm-hmm. different things, I just got braver and braver. And then a new VFX artist came in that can do this. So we started just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then by season two, ep two, I just had like a crazy cast all suited up head to yes. toe. And I was like, this is nuts. And then unfortunately, yep. uh, I think the hype on Flash died by then, which is just the reality because the show was right. going downhill. Mm-hmm. And But then there was this crazy sorry a little sidetrack there's this crazy uh hashtag save rfo thing came out of nowhere years later mm-hmm. after i was like mm-hmm. mid power rangers and ninja turtles and all my other stuff i'm doing then i yeah. was like all right we should finish this but there's no way i'm bringing everyone back so yeah I found a way for us to wrap this up in a way that flash fans will dig and also give the finale that we need without having to bring everyone back and that's coming soon mm-hmm. it's all in and that was that was going to be my next question because I know there was a teaser for the finale, but there hasn't been anything officially released for it yet. So I, when, when can when can people expect that? Do you have just a, a broad estimate on on when that could occur? To give you an idea, I think I'm seeing the final cut this week, so it's going to come. Nice, yeah, it's nice. Been, it's been a lot of like stuff in the making, and then uh, I kept kind of going, "Man, we need one more scene." Like, and I'd add on in a way, yeah. like I don't want to spoil anything, but it. I had to write around our limitations, which is mm-hmm. we all do without a multi-million dollar budget. Yeah. So I wrote around it and then figured out how to properly end this. I was like, we can do this and like, you know, put a bow on it. Cause that's basically what happens in the web series world. If, if, if it doesn't do well, you're not going to do another mm-hmm. episode, at least in my experience. Yeah. Yeah. Now that we're here, it's like, Finally, we're going to put a bow on this thing and go, thank you guys for all the support. Here's your ending that you deserve. Dude, I can't wait for it. And I believe it's uh, I believe it's season two, episode one, that just opens up with a bang, if it's what I think. It, if, I'm, if I'm correct on the episode, yeah. um, that one just opens up with a bang. And I was I was so stoked when I was watching that one. Uh, this series is clearly a fan favorite, just like you said, as it's racked up something around, I think, collectively, like 1.5 million views across all the episodes, if my, if my math was correct there. And uh, Reverse Flash Origin, is available on YouTube at NerdBot Studios, and I highly suggest that everybody tunes in. It's definitely a, it's a fan service for sure. Um, keeping with superhero talk for a moment.
you're scheduled to be a part of what sounds like an amazing X-Men fan series portraying Scott Summers, aka Cyclops, in a storyline based on the 90s X-Men series and comics, which is what I grew up on, and a lot of people that are tuning in right now probably grew up on Jesus, we are getting old. Uh, <laughs> quote, uh, after mutants are blamed for a terrorist attack, human-mutant relations are at an all-time boiling point. On one side are those who view themselves superior to humans and thus their rightful rulers. On the other side, the X-Men will go all out to obtain a world where both can coexist peacefully. Tell me a little bit about your involvement in this series, man. You're set to portray Cyclops, like I said, a leader, so I would only assume you'd be playing a prominent role in the series. What attracted you most to uh, playing this part? Well, I'm I, I'm a little skeptical when it comes to fan casting because there's a lot of mm-hmm. fan casting stuff that goes up that just never happens. Mm-hmm. When that three shots me, I was like, yeah, okay, whatever, dude. And then yeah. <laughs> he just re- he was a doer. He did this uh, mm-hmm. uh, Wolverine short with uh, Donnie Francis, who's in his show. And mm-hmm. I watched it, and I was like, this guy made this happen, and he's not even there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, guys, like gonna do this show no matter what and if i say no he'll find another scott and he'll get it done and so mm-hmm. I, I was like listen man if 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 you do want me to do this we gotta hop on it and prove that we're gonna make this content like let's right. do a cyclops short it could just be me a cameraman mm-hmm. the effects thing let's prove that we are doers you know because yeah. i saw that he was a doer and so i i guess i've always wanted to play cyclops he's my favorite x-men they've always done him dirty in live action mm-hmm. yeah yeah. And uh, Evan was just like on board right away. He, he and I collaborated on like down to what to wear, like my, my stance, he wrote the script, mm-hmm. like he let me improv some stuff. And um, he just really, he, he and I really understood, we not understood, but we'd like met on the, the, the grounds of where we want this Cyclops character to be. Right. Some like pining, like, Oh, Wolverine and Jean Grey. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. And my yeah. optic blasts are just one dope thing about me. I'm a badass. Yes. Yes. And so when he, was just like, yes, do it. Gave us a budget. Uh, I got it done as soon as possible. And mm-hmm. then he also was listening to me when it came to marketing stuff. Cause a lot of people think they know best. And I, yeah. even I do this every day. I don't think I know best. I'm still learning. Right. And he was just really grateful. And we did lives together. And I, I, in the lives, I was like, the only way I'll be Cyclops is with your help. You know, like, I've yeah, yeah, fun. exactly. Cause this is also, it's not a Crimson Vision or Nerdbot production, right? No, which is some, which is something you're you're very synonymous with and do all. I mean, it, you 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 own create Crimson Vision and you're a producer or you're producer at Nerdbot, right? Yeah, is my, it, is my it, title's kind of weird because I I do a lot there. It's called creative mm-hmm. director. I creative think. director. That's what I, was, I saw yeah. producer and then I've seen creative director. I wasn't sure 100. Well, percent yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but this X Men one is actually not a, uh, from any of your production companies that you're a part of. So this is just something that you're starring in. Yeah. So Evan just yeah he he got inspired just like you know we get inspired to do things and. Mm-hmm. just never gave up and I respect the hell out of it. And so right. uh, it's just hard because he's doing it from across the country, but I, I still believe in him. And if he raises the money, it's going to get done. And awesome. for now it's just like, I saw, I saw something in it where, man, I wish I had some help when I was first starting out and Evan's yeah. older than me, but he's just starting to get into this whole filmmaking thing. Mm-hmm. He's an actor, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. I know he's acted, but yeah, yeah. Showrunner and everything is, it's tough. So I'm doing what I can to help him. But also, I love I love being Cyclops. It was awesome. Yeah. So it was a lot of different things. I saw Evan just was like, I'm going to do this no matter what, which is kind of my mm-hmm. perspective on things. He met me on where I see Cyclops. And we also got two shorts done from across the entire country. So 
Right, which is the Cyclops stand-up short is what you're referencing. And uh, you can find that on the Marvel's X-Men Children of Adam YouTube channel right now. It's uh, it's really cool, and the visual effects for it are really cool as well. I'm not going to spoil anything else. Um, so you did have the opportunity to kind of get into the character a bit, get a feel for, for the shooting and what future shooting may, may be like. But um, h- how did it feel becoming Cyclops? I'm sure you want to stay true to the character but kind of add your own uniqueness to it. Is there anything that you did for that short or that you plan to do to delve into the character and bring it to life you know it was it was a big monologue so during my monologue i tried to uh you know like not to get like too artsy fartsy but bear with me like yeah the end up thing i imagined my character would be walking up right to, to mm-hmm. do like a parallel with the stand up thing then my my dialogue i tried to amp up my voice really slowly as as we went and i switched mm-hmm. some words out and stuff nothing too crazy but the way i see it is like cyclops as a leader has to keep his cool despite right. going on. But then this is like in his head and he's just like, man, all these things going on. This is where I started from. And then at the very end, boom. And like, ah, like, yes. Yeah. Yes. I, like release my energy. And like at the very end, I said that one line where is how I'm, I plan on talking as Cyclops. Mm-hmm. I'm calling out orders. If again, and yes. I don't want to be negative, but if it happens, that's right. Where I want to, that's where I want to be is at the end of my, my right. Life. Right. I hope it does happen, man. Cause it's, it's, uh, it's really awesome. Uh, you said that Cyclops is one of your favorite X-Men. Let's just do it real quick. Who's your top favorite X-Men. Can you narrow it down to three and five? Yeah. Three or five. So I've always loved Cyclops. I'm a sucker for mm-hmm. leaders. And I think it's like, I, I tried really hard. I like, I remember this story I like telling is I'd cry when I didn't have the red sorry piece. Cause I thought it was like the leader. <laughs> I thought I was yeah. Cyclops and I always thought that he was so much cooler than the shows give him credit for. Mm-hmm. Uh, then uh, I really love Nightcrawler because uh, in the video games, he was the one that was closest to super speed. And I love mm-hmm. super speed. Yes. And love then, it. Uh, I always thought Colossus was awesome because. Oh, Colossus is awesome, dude. He's organic metal, right? So if yes. I'm mistaken, I remember Magneto couldn't control him because he's organic right. metal. And I always love that. And again, it was a video game based, the side scrolling one. He'd go, yes. oh, and make a big like explosion. Yeah. So those are yeah. probably my top three. I love that, man. That's a great list. Make sure you follow X-Men Children of Adam film on Instagram to stay up to date. Subscribe on YouTube as well so you can catch any news and updates of when that is expected to launch. A couple episodes ago, I had Corruption Cosplay on the show, better known as uh, his his real name is, well, I guess he's better known as (laughs) Corruption Cosplay, but his real name is Jake, and uh, he's a great guy. I've had the pleasure of working with him as well for a a Batman cosplay shoot that we did. Um, During his episode, we did touch on his work in Shadow past, but as well as his role as General Grievous in NerdBot Studios' Qui-Gon Legends. Oh man, listen, Colin, this project really spoke to me, dude. In my personal opinion, depending on what precisely in the Star Wars lore that you're tackling, a Star Wars series can be a little bit more on the difficult side to pull off, in my opinion. I mean, it depends. Like, if you're trying to do space travel or different planets or, you know, and the way that they look, inclusion of different species, if so, you know, uh, the visual effects and all that. But I have to say, you guys nailed this. Thank you. You really nailed this, and I mean that, man. Like, I I don't know what I I, I was going into it not really expecting anything at all. I don't know what I was expecting, but when I watched it, I was like, oh, wow, like, this is... This is more than I thought it was going to be. Like, I really enjoyed it. Um, You did some voice acting in episode one. You're also credited as Random Jedi. But uh, what I want to highlight is, once again, you're a writer on the project. Was this your brainchild, or were you approached and brought on to write for this project? So, it's a funny story. I was up at Big Bear 
And I got mm-hmm. a, a call from Elvin, the, my boss. Right. He was like, hey, man, I want to do a Qui-Gon series. I was like, ha, ha. All right, later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't mm-hmm. take him seriously. Yeah. And then he calls me back. He's like, no, I'm serious. Like, I want to do a Qui-Gon thing with Alex Drastel as young mm-hmm. Qui-Gon. And I go, I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, come on, man, I need you to do it. And I was like, how about this? I'm going to watch episode one. And if any ideas mm-hmm. spark up, then I'll, I'll help you out. And again, help right. you out. I didn't know how involved I was going to be. And mm-hmm. I get it. It was like, do you have to imagine? I worked Star Wars five days a week and then some for mm-hmm. six years. So right. I, I lost my love for Star Wars. I grew up with Star Wars. It happens, lost, yeah. It became a job and a, a painful job at that. Right. So I was pretty anti-Star Wars. And, uh, <laughs> I watched episode one. I was like, man, there's so many cool things we could do with Qui-Gon and him like kind of sensing something's up and him not following the rules and all these different things. And young Obi-Wan, like, so I call Elvin back. I was like, dude, I think I got something, you know, Elvin's like, um, Hey, could you be a Jedi in it? And I was like, yeah, I'd be, I'll, I'll be like an unnamed Jedi that dies right. in the first yeah. episode because <laughs> right. I, there's no illusion. Like I see comments like Colin K. Bass again, that's, I, yeah, yeah. I, I'm in too much stuff, but I love it. <laughs> so I was more like, dude, I'll, yeah, I'll help you out. And, you know, I'll do like one cool fight scene, get stabbed, and that's it. That's yeah. why no one ever yeah. my Jedi. And then uh, <laughs> we started going, and I, I started writing episode one. I started really believing in the project yeah. and like diving into the history of Qui-Gon. And uh, so, no, it wasn't my brainchild, and it was actually kind of pushed mm-hmm. on me. But once yeah. I started writing it, I was reading like every single wiki watching every video mm-hmm. trying to match up the years and how old they should yeah. and who I can bring in. And then I got really, really excited because you know, another mm-hmm. untold story. And then, um, one thing led to another, I'm going to skip this part, but this mm-hmm. amazing stunt actor Selwyn took over my role and this dude's doing front flips and flying around just better <laughs> than I could ever do. So I, I totally, I totally accept it in respect that I got replaced and I was like mm-hmm. part of the process and I'm so glad it happened. And uh, so, yeah, it, it was not my brainchild, but when I started writing it, I was like, this is going to be awesome because I'm, I, I found my love for star Wars again. Right. Qui-Gon legends. That's awesome, man. Um, the Star Wars lore runs deep, and I know this series is set to dive deeper into the lore behind Qui-Gon, and Corruption also discussed with me that it's a pre-cyborg Grievous that we'll be seeing here, and uh, his story will be touched on as well. Did you or do you feel any pressure from Star Wars fans to present a solid project? Like, What's the goal moving forward for the series? Yeah, of course. Uh, I feel pressure from all fans because I am a fan. You know, if, mm-hmm. I, I don't think I would write something that I'm not into. Right. Unless I, I don't know, a studio picks me up and they like my style. Then I do a yeah. bunch of research and become. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm diving in. I got this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I love My Little Pony or something. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I felt a lot of pressure and I really wanted it to. I, I watched a bunch of different Star Wars fan films that had Qui-Gon in it. Yeah. I, I did. I always do my research. So yeah, I felt a lot of pressure. And then uh, for the series, at the end of the day, it's like we we love doing it, but there's no real fiscal reason to do mm-hmm. it unless we get those views and different opportunities and different right. perks to it. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, you're doing it and no one's watching it. And I did that for years and just never go right. anywhere. But I never yeah. gave up, and that led to where I am now. Exactly. So I, the, the idea right now is to get those views so that we can 
legitimize this series and go back to Nerdwall and be like, let's do episode two. Right. So that's, that's the idea right now is get the views up on F1, then dive into episode two. And I've got a lot of ideas. So do our mm-hmm. showrunners. So do our actors. Like it's just yeah. telling untold stories is our goal. Even the most powerful solar flares could never reach Earth's surface. But these were no ordinary solar flares. Our sun was dying. It was calling out for help. And that call changed humanity forever. I mentioned, I asked you about pressure from fans because when working on an already established project, kind of just like you said, in any caliber, there's an expectation almost of what it should be from, from people in their minds. And there's certain standards to uphold, if you will, as well. But with original works, you definitely have much more freedom to present something unique, if you want, and hope that it resonates with the people that uh, are watching it, which is along the lines of something that I've heard you discuss before in previous interviews yourself. With that being said, tell me and anyone tuning in about your original series that you created, Solaris Evolution. Solaris was a superhero I created in like middle school. And uh, oh, not it goes yeah. way back. That's so cool. Back. I have a folder of just really bad drawings and bad handwriting <laughs> of my own original universe that I thought I was mm-hmm. going to create. And Solaris was a character that I created. I always thought the sun was so interesting. I always thought mm-hmm. it'd be really interesting to have like superpowers, but they're all based around one thing, not just right. every possible power ever. Um, so Solaris was something I had in my back pocket, but we didn't really have the star power or the, the studio or, or whatever to do it. Then one day during COVID, uh, William Shufelt, the Red Ninja Steel Ranger, one of my best yes. friends, we were up mm-hmm. in Big Bear and we were having some tequila in the jacuzzi, just vibing. Mm-hmm. And he was like, do you ever like want to do something original? I was like, I got one. And then I started, <laughs> and I told him the ending of Solaris, then pitched him the show. And oh, I, wow. originally I, I, I wrote it for me being Solaris, but then I right. like this professional actor <laughs> back in front of me and I'm like Man, Solaris. Right, uh, right. I pitched him that and then he was like dude I'm so down that sounds awesome so then I pitched it to Nerdbot and Nerdbot's like, I pitched it the same way the ending first mm-hmm. and then brought it back and they're like that's interesting yeah, what do you need from us and then I was like I don't know I didn't think you were going to say yes I, <laughs> I haven't thought this far I didn't think it was going to happen yeah and so we got <laughs> William Shufel on board obviously mm-hmm. I was on board and yeah. Nerdbot was on board. And then I started reaching out to basically actors and actresses that I wanted to work with. King Vader mm-hmm. was a big one we landed because right. both Will and I had worked with him on some of his stuff. And mm-hmm. then two actresses that I, I, I didn't really know to, how to bring them into superhero stuff. But if I bring yeah. them to original content, we can, they can be whatever we want them to be. Right. And then it just kind of kept, we kept getting like signs from the universe, I guess, where this is working. Mm-hmm. It was available on the same day things kept working nice. out the VFX artists, like all these different things. And when everything's just lining up. Exactly. And I was like, mm-hmm. you know what, this, this could really be something. And so we filmed the episode over a couple months and then uh, the first episode came out and for an original series, it did well. And we were really excited. Yes. We made a comic book. We were like, we're ready to dive in depth too. 
Then, unfortunately, Will moved across the country and things kind of got scrambled. Uh, we yeah. have a lot of Ep2 filmed already, so I just got to figure out mm-hmm. how to do it. But anyways, long, long answer for a short question. <laughs> no, it's fine. Doing original fine. content is yeah. awesome. I don't feel pressure, but you still mm-hmm. want people to see it. So I was really lucky to have, right. you know, these superstars in my world in the, in yes. the show. And so ours was just like a, an idea I had as a kid and I'm watching Will there getting powered up by the sun. And I'm just like, this is so cool. And I just through. watching your, your yeah. middle school situation come to life. You know? yeah. <laughs> the kid in you is like, Oh dude, this is happening. <laughs> oh, dude, don't get me started on turtles. I'm like, I know. Right. I bet. <laughs> I bet, dude, I bet. So episode one of Solaris is out right now. And you said you've got a, a, a almost all of episode two shot or, or all of it shot. Well, it's, it's complicated because we're going to do kind of a brand shift and uh, we haven't oh, really okay. announced it yet, but uh, we'll be across the country. Just, we got to be realistic. It's not, it's not likely we're going to have it focused on him. So we're going to do a little okay. brand shift and focus on King Vader's character, which was a fan favorite. Oh, okay. And okay. It'll be kind of a misguided delusional hero villain guy. Right. Right. Uh, it's uh, not over you- is what I'm saying. No, go oh, good. Thank God. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Do you have like the, the a future planned out for it since you, I mean, had it in middle school all this time? Do, I mean, how, how far does it go? The story, do you just have ideas or do you have it mapped out? I did a Bible. Uh, to, it's like, a, uh, for those of you who don't know, having a, a show Bible is all, it's mm-hmm. like all the details, all the names, the characters, character traits, where things are going. I had a Bible for four episodes and I thought this was when like, everyone was kind of free and we all were like on unemployment or working part-time or something. Mm-hmm. So that Bible went out the window when the world opened back up, which <laughs> don't yeah. wrong, but um, now when it comes to Solaris extinction, which is going to be the new one, uh, mm-hmm. I don't really know about it because I, I do, I am writing it. It is Vader led and I have the first episode mapped out, but here's mm-hmm. the thing with these shows is you release one episode and some people get involved or we get new props or new suits or new VFX or all these things. So I don't like to write too far ahead. I do right, right. Makes sense. Next part mapped out. Nice, nice, man. Uh, this series is amazing. It really is thus far. I'm excited to see where it goes and how it continues alongside the Qui-Gon series. Uh, I can't wait to see more of that. I hope that happens as well. Uh, both of these are available on NerdBot's YouTube channel right now. I suggest you go watch them if you have not. Um, before we start wrapping up in our, in our last little conversation here, I think it's a, I think it's a good time to uh, break up the monotony and let's get into this week's Cosplay of the Week. This week's cosplay of the week is none other than East Coast Power Rangers. And I'm throwing it up on the screen right about now. Boom. Look at this, man. This is absolutely awesome. This is East Coast Power Rangers, Shelly Santiago. Some of you may recognize her. She has been a guest on the show before. She is a part of the uh, the Power Rangers Mortal Kombat crossover series, Combat in the Grid, who I've had the co-creators on and a couple cast members on the show before, so you may recognize her. Um, she says that... This cosplay was two years in the making. Um, Now that we as fans have an open world to multiple universes and grids, I felt like it was my duty as Lady Green Ranger to create my own. This is Tommy, and it's Tommy with an I at the end. This is her version. This is her iteration, the female Tommy. Um, She lists that the colors are green, black, and gold. The animal spirit is dragon. Last scene, unknown. She says Tommy is strong and loyal, yet struggles to find herself. After a vast 
class training and spiritual journey, she has risen finding the dragon spirit within herself. And uh, she gives, gives a special thanks to her beautiful wife and says that she wouldn't be a ranger without her. That's awesome. Uh, Shelly, this is absolutely, absolutely dope. Uh, the photo, the first photo that we're looking at here has a side-by-side of her in, in uniform and out of uniform. It's absolutely awesome. I love the, uh, like the dragon horns that are going across the, the top of the helmet there. I love that. Oh, God, the, the emblem that you've got in the middle of the chest, it's perfect. The, whole, the dragon scales that you see throughout the actual uh, suit the bracers are very dragon style it's, it's absolutely dope i'm really digging this and i do want to throw up a second photo so i'll throw that up now and uh, this is a more uh, front-facing photo so you get to see a little bit more uh, full body and it's just her right in the cosplay uh once again you get to see the horns a little bit more spread out they've kind of like a trio going this way and then one going down the middle it's absolutely dope shelly i really really dig this um once again, you see the dragon scales and you see the, the, the gold, the gold, um, uh, what would be, what would that be called? Like kind of like a choker on your arm, like an armband. There we go. <laughs> Couldn't think of it. Drawing, drawing a blank there. Armband. Absolutely dope with the gloves and everything. I really dig this. The Morphin belt. It's absolutely cool. And the caption on this photo says no evil dooms us hopelessly, except the evil we love and desire to continue in and make no effort to escape from George Elliott. Uh, Shelly, this is, this is absolutely awesome. And I just thought it was very fitting to include you as a cosplay of the week because right after this uh we are going to be talking about some power rangers stuff and you're a big power ranger fan and i know from the episode that you were on that you are uh and colin is an inspiration to you and uh i just thought that this would be a nice little uh you're, you're the cosplay of the week I, i've been wanting to feature you shelly as a cosplay of the week i just haven't said anything i know you've been on the show i know we talk we kind of have a rapport going but i, I don't ever want to spoil anything and be like okay well you're gonna be the cosplay of the week on this episode like it's not it's not fun like that i got it's got to be the surprise it's got to be the the attack element you're know and i just thought that this was a a perfect time to highlight this really cool cosplay that you created and um and i love it so um the helmet design was by lex underscore santiago as well as shelly herself the shield design was by uh shelly herself the shield was handcrafted by lex underscore santiago and then if you look at more pictures on her instagram she has a dragon dagger design that was designed by herself and crafted by lex underscore santiago as well so everybody please go follow east coast power rangers on instagram because shelly east coast power rangers your Green Lady Ranger, Lady Green Ranger. There we go. <laughs> Drew a blank for a minute there. Your Lady Green Ranger for me and for Colin K. Bass is amazing. <laughs> All right. Also, this week's episode is brought to you by Legacy Comics, a comic book company built to foster and maximize the impact of independent creatives. Legacy Comics is the brainchild of former NBC editor, the minds behind the game's author, voice actor, and creator of the Conjury comic, Patrick Hickey Jr., alongside comic book artist, writer, and podcaster, John Sfadesi. Legacy Comics originally had a Kickstarter, now closed, that reached its goal in less than five hours. The comics imprint will be bringing you readings and arts in the form of of Athos, a superhero hailing from a race of legendary agents who created mankind. The Job, a wrestler who will do what it takes to get his big break. Kroom, based on the indie game of the same name, a planet decimated by an invading alien force. The Legend of the Night Owl, a mother and son duo out to clean up Brooklyn with fists and fury. And of course, Condry, a homeless vagabond seeking revenge for his father's untimely passing at the hands of the Lopez Gang. You can pre-order books today at LegacyComics.com and that's Legacy Comics Comics with an X at the end. And make sure to follow on IG and stay up to date at Legacy underscore Comics.
All right, Colin, before we get out of here, man, um, I know you talk about it in every interview and in every appearance, but you know, we got to talk about some power Rangers stuff. Oh yeah, We, we have to talk about it. We got it. We have to do it. You know, but I did want to tell, I know some people were probably like watching this episode going, where the power, where's the power Ranger stuff. You know, I wanted to do something a little bit different. You know, oh, I wanted to talk about all of your other stuff that you have going on as well. You got your hands full of several different projects on several different fandoms from acting to producing to writing. I mean, even the stuff with the convention. And I felt like, you know what, especially coming off the heels of the convention and then with anime Pasadena coming in November. I just felt like, you know, I, I got to talk to this guy about like everything that he's got going on, you know, as much as I can cram in to hopefully about an hour. you know. And uh, so, but let's get into the power ranger talk, dude, from first ninja to rise of the ninja to shattered past to bloodline of the grid. You have, and are a part of this amazing power rangers extended universe. And for those not familiar with what the PREU is, why don't you go ahead and, uh, and, and, and tell them, fill them in on all the pertinent information that they need to know if someone was tuning in for the first time what would they need to know about the power rangers extended universe and thereafter where do you think they should start on watching your projects real quick man i just want to say you are amazing you're an amazing interviewer i just oh thank you dude yes i oh thank you man we gotta get thank you. in con together and we gotta do something. yes dude i'd love that man yeah, i'd love it dude you're so awesome i'm like watching the show and i'm like oh wait i'm in the show Oh, <laughs> <laughs> thank so, you, man. That's a huge compliment. I appreciate that, man. Awesome. I, I really uh, do. Thank you. One, one more, and then I'll answer your question. I watched your clip with Jake, and I was like, "Oh yeah, who is this guy? I want to talk to this guy." And I was like, "Oh, dude, yeah, thank you." Here. So you're you're so great, man. I just want to give. Thank you, you man. I really appreciate that, dude. Let's, I really uh, do. Thank you so much. You're you're OC, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. I am. Yeah. So, I, sorry, a little bit of business. Uh, the Nerdbot Studios in Baldwin Park. We gotta, we gotta figure out something like you moderating a live stream or something because you are. Let's do it, man. Thank okay. you, dude. Let's do it. Like I said, I'm, I'm all, I'm used to driving. I'm used to going all over the place. I've lived in, uh, in, in various places around California. I've lived out all the way out in Corona, you know, right by Riverside. That's why I said I was very familiar with that area in a DM. Uh, people are probably like, he never said that. When did he say that? You know, right? In a DM, it was a DM between me and Colin. I'm very familiar with that area. I'm familiar with LA. I've, I've, I mean, I've uh, South Bay area, you know, the South Bay area of, of LA as well. Not really. I'm, I'm oh, San okay. Diego, honestly. So I just dip up. To okay. Oh yeah. And I, I'm, well, I'm not too, too familiar with San Diego, but I have a, I have an uncle a, a, and a cousin that, that live out that way. So I go out there every now and then just to hang out with them, but I don't really know the San Diego, like San Diego, San Diego area like that. But uh, I know all the surrounding areas very well. And I, I drive all the time all over the place. So it's no big deal for me. I'm, okay. I'm totally down. Let's I would work, be totally let's, down, let's man. Let's work together, man. This has been let's great. do it, man. Okay, let's do it, man. The interview. <laughs> <laughs> People are like, people are watching like, whoa, what the hell's going on? Yeah, it's, a, it's a friendship and business relationship. They're just having a whole conversation. Forget us. Uh, the, sorry, the marketing manager in me was like, whoa. Yeah, no worries, man. Um, they're, seeing, they're seeing the magic happen live, live in the moment. So the Power Rangers Extended Universe, uh, I like to call it a happy accident. Because I was at uh, Power Rangers Morphicon 2018. And I went to the fan film competition a panel. And I watched the first episode of Unworthy and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I want to do something like that. Like that reignited my love for Power Rangers. There's 30 years worth of content now, like all mm -hmm. these different things. I was like, but there's so much cool stuff be besides the spandex and the rubber monsters. There's right, powers, right. there's elements, there's ninjas, samurais, you know? And so I'm at, I'm at Morphicon and my, my jaws drop. Unworthy blew my mind. Jordan is brilliant and so kind and so humble 
And then I'm walking out and I remember thinking like Ninja Storm. We don't really know much about the stuff outside of Power Rangers. That's ninjas, elements, how was the school founded, all these things. And then I see this guy, his name is Danny, uh, one of one of my friends and actors. And he's in the Ninja Storm training suit. And I didn't know what I was going to do. I just knew I was like, that's a good idea. We could all have those suits and we wouldn't have to be in spandex and helmets. Right, and right. And cost effective too, right? So I yeah. go up to him. I was like, hey, man, I have this crazy idea. And then just one prequel. He goes, I'm down. Do you want a picture? And I go, no, no, no. I, I, I <laughs> asked you. So, yeah. so uh, I'm there at the convention. And we went to like this after party. And I'm just typing down ideas of how cool this could be. All the different elements, the origin of this, you know, mm-hmm. like, who founded the Wind Ninja Academy? And then I'm in this party at, at, a, at a hotel room. And I go, Hey guys, and it's a bunch of people I don't really know, but they're all in like Power yeah. Ranger gear. Yeah. What do you guys think about a Power Rangers fan film that's a prequel to Ninja Storm about the Wind Ninja Academy, elements, ninjas, all this stuff? And they're like, Yeah, we love it. And I, <laughs> I was like, Okay, that's a good sign. And mm-hmm. then First Ninja happened, and then uh, we were going to go film. First Ninja came out, and it did it did well. So I yeah. was like, Okay, up two. But then when we went to go do F2 and we were doing like uh, panels and premieres and we got sponsorships and all this different stuff. So I was like, this is, this is going to be good after being reverse flash for years. I really like diving yeah. into Power Rangers. And right. uh, we, we were supposed to go up to Big Bear to film this. This is the story that all the Power Ranger nerds as myself love. Uh-huh. We'll film a Ninja Storm themed episode, right? Mm-hmm. We were literally stormed out of going up to film Big Bear. There's a big storm. And then, but we had a paid gig from this clothing company to do something Power Rangers and plug mm-hmm. them at the end. And so I'm like looking around my room and I was like, we got to get this done. It's like, we got to show that we're doing it. Otherwise, we're yeah. going to lose the sponsorship. And then I come up with the idea like, what if the, the Omega Ranger was never really shown very much? Uh, I guess we'll do another Power Ranger short. We'll see how it goes. We'll call it F Zero. We don't have to do anything if it flops, but we get right. the job done, right? F-Zero does really well and Shattered Pass is born. And I like, yes, oh, I guess we'll do another episode of this. And then, uh, so we do Shattered Pass and all these like happy accidents happen with Mark, our psycho green date, our time force red. And then I had mm-hmm. the for him not to be Wes Collins for him to be Sky Tate's death. So all these things are just like landing in my lap and I'm going, okay, we'll do this. And I, and yeah, the universe kept rewarding me with things. Then I meet William Schufelt at a, at a recording studio session with, the guy that does our Shattered Pass theme song, shout out mm-hmm. ATO Worldwide. And me, yeah, it's great. Hit it off. I don't know how to explain mm-hmm. it. Like, he was just mm-hmm. so, he's just this buff, handsome dude rapping. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. what's the craziest BTS story you'd never tell? And we go over mm-hmm. and he's like telling me this crazy story. And yeah. Bonded. And then we met up uh, just one on one. And he was like, hey, man, I'm kind of down to like do something with what you're doing, but I don't want it to be like Kitty and I want Brody to be a badass. And, Right. And I was like, dude, you need to be like a Luke Skywalker and you need a Yoda. Who's our Yoda? Mm-hmm. And I go, Ninjor. And then so yeah. Ninja was created because Will wanted his own thing and so did I. Then mm-hmm. I'm three Power Rangers things in. And I'm like, this is too much. I need to just stop. <laughs> I'm like, it was crazy. I'm, I'm playing like two different characters in three shows. Yeah. EJ Rivers are our Red Ranger and Cyclone Samurai from all mm-hmm. three shows. It's like, hey, dude, uh, Christopher Kane Lee, Andros has had this idea for like an in-space sequel. He's got all these real Rangers on board. We want mm-hmm. you to play the future version of Sam from Shattered Pass. How am I going to say no to that? 
Yeah, exactly. This was right about when Nerdbot absorbed Crimson Vision, mine and Sean's mm-hmm. YouTube channel. So then all of a sudden, I'm in four different Power Rangers shows. And I'm like, <laughs> why don't we market this as one big thing? Right. Connect everything. And like each, mm-hmm. it can be like the Marvel TV shows and movies. Where exactly. Cameos, you know? Like cameos were so much fun to write. And I'm mm-hmm. in charge of three of them. DJ's in charge of Bloodline, but we're all dipping in like mixing characters. And I go, we need like a dope name for this. Yeah. And uh, the ego in me was like Crimson first because we started it. You know? <laughs> yeah. And then, then yeah. I was like, everyone will hate you if you call it the. <laughs> yeah. And I go, okay, okay, let me think. And so I come up with the Power Rangers Extended Universe. Mm-hmm. And everyone just like gets hyped. We get these big promos. We're doing cons and premieres. And we have like, every, oh, sorry, my gardener's going. <laughs> no worries, no worries. All right. Uh, and then so it became this big like cross platform thing. We had, we had the mm-hmm. ability to make these shorts and these videos with real Rangers and fan films and like crossing over. And it just legitimizes the whole thing. Yes. So that is how it was. And, it, and it's, and it's such like a, a fan service too. When you start seeing like other people appear and other ones, you're like, Oh, yeah. it, it, it gets people hyped. They're, oh man. Like that's, you know, just same way you, like you said with the Marvel stuff and you see that and you're like, Oh, that's connected to, Oh, and now I know why that, ha-, you know, and it's all connected. It's like, it gets people interacting and it gets them even more hyped up. And I, I love that aspect of it. Yes. And it's, it's, it, it's, it's tricky. Cause you don't want to oversaturate. Like you don't want to see, Catherine Sutherland in all four shows, you know? So we have Right, to- right. Yeah. You got to find a balance with it though, too. Yeah. And anyways, extending universe became this thing where like, yeah, we're going to tell the untold stories. We're going to let these Rangers do what they want with these characters and like grow and, you know, break the Nickelodeon or Disney rules. Right. Right. And um, so it really became this fun thing where we're kind of trying to catch them all, trying to get all these different yeah. Rangers. And then when Ranger Legacy showed up, we see these Rangers watching our shows on the big screen. And I just have this moment where I'm like, the people that I watched when I was growing up are now watching what we make now. And it's just, Dude, that's so, so cool. that's, that must be such an amazing feeling. Like yeah. really, it really must be. Yeah. Like, that's I did, awesome. I try not to think about it too much because I get a little choked up because. Yeah. Like, yeah. I bet. I'm trying to do this in this industry. Uh, I have a lot of people going like, what are you doing, dude? Like give up, right. Go work at target or something. And I yeah, just no. never, I never stopped and I never yeah. really stopped. And I have these moments where, uh, do you like Digimon? If you don't know where it is. I wasn't, I wasn't a big Digimon fan, no. So I no. was in like... I know, I know a little bit, though. So I was in like these two panels with, with actual Digimon actors, right? Mm-hmm. We did a Digimon short with like a CGI Agumon, and I wrote it, and I'm, I'm in mm-hmm. it, of course. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> crazy moment where I'm watching these people that I watched when I was a little kid growing up watch the Digimon content that I made, and I'm right here, you know, leading it all. And yeah. I was just like... This is so cool. This is all where this is all the hate and the naysayers and all these different. Right. People. Sorry, I'm rambling. It, like, no, oh. no. It, it shows that you, you, you're doing something right, though. Right. Like it, it's, it's resonating. And no matter what industry you're in and any kind of thing, but especially any sort of like creative or content creation, there's always going to be people that are, you know, just hating on a situation or trolls, if you will. And especially in this day and age where it's like very we're all social media. It's all online. There's a lot of keyboard warriors that probably wouldn't say these things to your face. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it's very easy, though, too. It's very easy. We, it's unfortunate almost. And now I'm kind of rambling and I don't want to go too deep into it, but it's unfortunate almost how we we do live in this world where 
there are people out there that like, they just, they slam you for something if they don't like it. It's like, you cannot like it. Not everything is subjective. Not everything's going to be for you, but you can, you can just kind of keep it moving if you don't like it. But there's people out there that it's like almost, they want to hurt. You know, it's like, let me tell you why I hate this and why everybody else should hate it and why I don't like you specifically. It's like, Jesus, it's not that serious. Like, it's not that personal. Why? You know what I mean? If you just don't, this doesn't resonate with you. It doesn't resonate with you. So that sucks. I mean, that's super, that's super unfortunate. Do you, with, with situations like that and with the fact that you have, uh, like people that you've looked up to with watching your stuff, whether it be the Digimon or the Power Rangers, does that, does that get, do you ever like get nervous even more? Does that ever get in your head? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty good at like dipping out of the negative thoughts. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if it's just my brain doesn't like go there or if mm-hmm. I'm really good at like avoiding it, but yeah, I, there's, there's a lot of times where I doubt myself. Right. Right. There's a lot of times right. where I doubt what I'm doing. And then there are moments where I'm like, I gotta be doing something right. You know? Yeah, so definitely. If there's one thing that I can do is like, tell people to get out there and be creative. Cause I had everyone telling me not to do it. Yes. So I had everyone yes. like, not everyone. I had a few believers, but a lot of people are just like, I, I wanted to get paid to be creative. I didn't need to be a superstar. Mm-hmm. I didn't need to be rich. I, did, I didn't need all these things that a lot of, a lot of people assume. All I wanted to do was to get paid to be creative. And I wasn't going to give up until I had that. And now yeah. that I'm here, it just makes me want to work harder. But yeah, man, I doubt myself all the time. Mm-hmm. I get so nervous when I'm having people or the, the, you know, the actual celebrities watch what we do. Yeah. But at the end of the day, dude, it's just, if I can do anything to get someone to go out there with their phone and film a fan film, dude, yeah. a big win for me. Cause I didn't have that. I had just lots of no's and why, and what the, yeah. what the F yeah. are you doing? Exactly. So, yeah. I get nervous. I get, I doubt myself a lot, but uh, it's just more along the lines. There's one thing that I always like to reiterate. I, I, I know I'm stealing this from someone, but it's mm. promote what you love and stop bashing what you hate. And I've, I live right. by those. And that's right. why I go into a movie that everyone hates and I'm just going to go, I had a good time. Or if I didn't mm-hmm. like it, I'm probably going to stay quiet, you know, like mm-hmm. or just mm-hmm. talk privately about it. But yeah, there's yeah. a lot of these things that I've learned the hard way on, especially with a lot of eyes on me without mm-hmm. being uh, cocky about it. Where yeah, no, no, no. It is, it is what it is. You have made a name for yourself. So you're more than, than welcome to, you know, to be that way. I mean, not, not be like cocky, like, Hey, you look at me, everybody, not like that. But I mean, you have clearly made a name for yourself and done something right. So it's, it's perfectly fine. So I've learned that if I don't like something, I'm going to try to find a positive or I'm going to keep mm-hmm. scrolling. That's basically it. And I get yeah. a lot of, you know, people sending me fan films or fan film ideas or whatever. And I just root them on. Cause I did not have that when I first started. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's more along the lines of, yes, I get nervous, but I, it's due to, to bring it all back because mm-hmm. we're that good at interviews. It, yeah. I fake it until I make it, you know, with the convention yeah. stuff. I didn't know mm-hmm. what the hell I was doing. I'm still learning <laughs> yeah. now about, uh-huh. you know, running or helping run a studio, right. leading the charge on all these shows. And if I show any signs of like, I can't do this anymore, or like, 
like, no, yeah. this isn't fun, you know, but I, I lose my team. So I got to exactly. really just pull through. And when there are good moments, just shine a light on it. Basically. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I know that you grew up in the nineties, much like myself. So I know that you were a mighty Morphin fan, much like myself and, uh, all the work that you've put in over the years. I mean, not just power Rangers. I mean, everything has been a, a shining example of quality, quality projects, man. Uh, two parter question here for you though. One, why Power Rangers for you? What is it about Power Rangers that attracts you so? And then two, why do you believe that your Power Rangers work has resonated so much with fans that you and Power Rangers have kind of become so synonymous? Because when you when you think of Colin K. Bass, you do definitely think of Power Rangers. I mean, it, it, it at least stands out. So why Power Rangers for you? And why do you think that you've been so successful with it? Great questions. Um, I'd say Power Rangers for me, I just kind of found a lot of freedom with writing it, right? Because mm-hmm. the way I see it, it, it is a kid's show, but there's so many cool elements to it that us as adults can develop. And there's, I can only imagine the, the writers or the showrunners having to turn in these scripts and then be like, uh, no, you can't say dang, you know what I mean? Right, right, so right. For, for me, I got a taste of how freeing it was to build on something that I loved. I loved Ninja Storm. And I was in the yeah. eighth grade, like just falling in love with girls. And I'd secretly watch Power Rangers. Cause <laughs> yeah. So I, Ninja Storm will always be special to me. Cause I was always like, <laughs> Power Rangers. Then I was like, yeah, funny. They make fun of stuff. And I'm interested mm-hmm. in stuff when they're not Power Rangers. So it's yeah. really cool that that was the one that kind of brought me into it. But again, it like, like you said, it, it led to success and it led to me being mm-hmm. like, man, yeah, I, maybe I am a good actor. Maybe I am a good writer. And it just gave me more confidence to right. Maybe I can make it in this industry. So, mm-hmm. and also the community was just really, really welcoming. Lots of know-it-alls, yeah. lots of know-it-alls. <laughs> yeah. Research and like have defenses. Mm-hmm. The community was so much more welcoming than flash fans. So much more. Really? Welcoming. Oh yeah, man. Flash fans were harsh. That's crazy. I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm only one person, but I, I just, when I was watching like the flash and everything, I, I just didn't, I didn't, I didn't feel any like negative. I mean, I wasn't, I'm not talking about comments. I'm just yeah. saying me watching it, you know, like I didn't feel, I just enjoyed it. Like I really enjoyed it. I felt very fan serviced, if you will. You know what I mean? I, I so that's, that's, that's a new one for me. I didn't know that. Yeah. Re- reverse flash. We had, we got some real mean comments and, uh, dude, they were just, they were harsh. And the power Rangers were like, I love Ninja Storm. What is this? And a lot of people <laughs> thought it was legit, which was really cool. Yeah. And reviews started popping up and I was just like, this is nice. This is why we do it. Like we do. Yeah. I love writing and acting, but I also love being in that fandom with the people watching us. So yeah, that was, that was a big part of it too. And then why do I think it was successful? I think we just did things that no one had done before. And that's like right. my whole when I pitch something to Nerdbot, it is that's the pitch. No one's done this. And mm-hmm. there are so many things like as a 90s baby, we've never seen uh, like a found footage style of Power Rangers or Ninja Turtles or, yes, Rangers, yes, you know, all these different things. Right. And I, I really, that's, that's kind of my angle when I go to Nerdbot and go, hey, we can do this and we're going to do well. So I think it's, it's telling untold stories is always what I'm going to lean on. If the mm-hmm. day comes where I have a million dollars, I would love to tell stories that I make up. But when yeah. it comes to Power Rangers, it was just like, what what do I want to see? And what do the fans want to see? And what do I want to build on? And then people mm-hmm. latched on and we we did the best we could with, with what we got. 
then we started bringing in real rangers and it's just like yeah we've seen them since 2001 this is great it's like right. a big combination of things but so you're hitting the nostalgia too for those fans that have grew up on it or have stayed with it or maybe they didn't even fully stay with it and you know they missed some things here and there but they tuned into what you're doing and that moment resonates with them because it's something that they did grow up on and now it's it's sparked all of that back again you know so it's it's all of that dude i i love that man all of the power rangers will kneel before me shattered past you did correct me if i'm wrong you did this like patreon situation Mm -hmm. uh with with patrons where they kind of they have a say in like the direction or the appearances that occur in shattered past like explain explain that for people that don't know what that is what this unique take on shattered past with patreon so shattered past again happy accident but i found a way that one we could include the fans because everyone has a say, you should do this. You should do that. And right. I, was like, I would, if we had the money. You <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so I had this idea and this was my original pitch to Sean when we did F zero and it did well. I was like, what if we do the next episode and then we make it like a fan inclusion thing where if they pledge five bucks, they can tell us what season to go to. And then we will use that money to make that season happen, you know? I'm uh, not paying rent with Shattered Pass money, but I am buying mm-hmm. a new suit so that we can have this yes. season. And I exactly. thought it was so cool because half, or I wouldn't say half, maybe a quarter of the comments that come in right when we release an episode is, you should do this, you should do that. And I go, okay, right. we will. Pledge to the thing. Yeah. And also, yeah. like I was telling you, it's it's for the fans, by the fans, right? That's like the yeah. my favorite thing about fan films is when you can tell people love this fandom. So I made it... A, and I say I because I pitched the idea, but it is a big team effort. I just mm-hmm. have a habit of saying I. Uh, yeah, so yeah. I thought that it'd be really no worries. cool to get a, get budgets for the next episode, but also mm-hmm. let the fans decide. And then I would write around what they would choose. And it was just, it's been so much fun. Uh, That's not, a really not, cool take on it. Thank like, you. And yeah. it's an awesome way to involve everybody. Just like you said, if they're already in the comments so often, you know, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, however they're saying it, it you have an opportunity to actually be involved, you know? So yes. if you really want to talk all this that you're talking here, come over here and we can actually make possibly make that happen. Yeah. I think that's really cool. With Sam being able to access all these different weapons mm-hmm. any season ever and he uploads and then uses that weapon later. So I've got like maybe like five weapons locked and loaded in my morpher that we try to bring back each episode. And right. I just really thought, I really thought it was a cool thing to do and something that I've never seen before in a fan film. Yeah. I've never seen it. That's, I don't know. I'm, I have no idea if it's been done before, but when I first saw that, I was like, wow, that's really cool. That's a unique situation. I know that, um, episode five of shattered past is the latest episode to premiere and spoiler alert right now for anybody that hasn't seen it. Uh, your last words on episode five were I'm going to kill lord draken yeah uh when can we expect to possibly see that happen uh when can when is this it's the finale right the next episode is the finale yeah it's the series finale i wanted to wrap mm-hmm. up shadow past put a bow on it and then if a, mm-hmm. a future series happens i have a plan for that it's called omega force but nice i'm just not putting all my eggs in the basket because the world's changing nerd right changing, but we'll see um so i'm having the patrons vote right now then when mm-hmm. they vote I'll work their season into the story, but man, I'm ready. I'm ready to film me and Draken scenes like 
right now. (laughs) I bet. (laughs) That got me so hyped at the end when you said that. I was like, oh, man, like, I can't wait to see this come together. Like, this is going to be so awesome, dude. I mean, do you have a, 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 I know you said you're waiting for them to vote, but uh, after the, after the voting and everything gets done, do you have a ballpark idea of when you guys would uh, start, start, start filming? Yeah, we have a little bit of break before Anime Pasadena, so probably this month. Uh, Oh, nice. But do you want to hear a little BTS about that last line? Yeah, yeah. So I have the episode all written out, and then I was on my way to Hawaii for a wedding, Mm -hmm. and I'm reading this episode, and we've already filmed a bunch of chunks, and I'm watching all these horrible things happen to Sam. His his love leaving him, uh, Mm -hmm. SPD being, like, all these different things, and I was like, man, I would... I would, I would kill Draken because this is all yeah. his fault, right? And yeah. then I go back and I watch Ep Zero, uh, sorry, Ep One, and he's like, "I'm going to give him two choices: uh, mm. either you have you go go back and you know choose the path of becoming Tommy, or I'm going to kill him." And I forgot yeah. that I wrote that because I've done so much <laughs> other stuff. Yeah, once. yeah. And it so happens. I, I'm like, man, Sam doesn't care about him turning back to Tommy. He cares yeah. about just taking this guy out. And so uh, when I when I was rereading, I'm like, Sammy's like kind of losing. There's this scene where I'm just like huffing and puffing. And yeah. originally it was going to be Landon Tate to like calm me down, but mm-hmm. PK and I had a weird bond after going against Draken last episode. Mm-hmm. So all these things were just constantly changing because of scheduling or writing or whatever. And I was like, man, Sam needs to go dark just for like one second. And I put yeah. that line in last minute. Came back from Hawaii and we're reading the the, the sides of it. And they're mm-hmm. like. Sam wants to just kill him and like not do the Power Ranger <laughs> thing. And I was like, yeah, man, everything he's been through, like we yes. never see it, but all before Shard Pass, he lost all the Power Rangers. And then the thing that was consistent was his team, SPD. Uh, he yeah. found a little bit of love with, with uh, Rain and all mm-hmm. that's out the window too because of Dragon. I'd be like, Dragon. Yes, exactly. So it was a last <laughs> rewrite that I really, I really liked. I like that's awesome. It resonated with me for sure. I was like, it got, it got me hype. And it's such like, it's such the perfect way to end that episode. It really is. Uh, you guys, if you're not caught up with shattered past, do it and don't miss the finale. Uh, you can get all that on crimson vision studios, YouTube channel right now. Uh, Colin plays a future Sam from shattered past in bloodline of the grid. I want to round out this episode, Colin with uh, some bloodline of the grid talk, man. I saw you previously discussing bloodline of the grid and you made a statement of how it's kind of uh, Power Rangers meets Star Wars in a way, and I totally get that vibe. I actually heard you say that after I had already watched the first episode at the time, and I thought the exact same thing actually. So, like, kind of that just that that vibe of it, and I feel like that's a, that's a good thing in my opinion. Uh, that's the vibe that I got, and it's one of the things that actually kind of drew me in, next to the production quality as well. Um, Talk to me a little bit about Bloodline of the Grid. It's a, it's a Power Rangers in space sequel. Yeah. Um, so I signed on without reading the script. I was like, Andrew <laughs> and me and the same scene? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, the fanboy in me was just like, yeah, yeah let's go. Uh, yeah. So it's an in space sequel. Um, there are some connections between Shattered Past and mm-hmm. uh, Bloodline, but we haven't really touched on them. And up to, you'll mm-hmm. see a few, a few digs at it i guess you could say where we don't completely ignore it like we we ignore that jackson and sam look alike we ignore that but (laughs) between shattered past and bloodline and uh yeah i signed on without reading the script and then when i got there uh i met chris and chris kind of brought up how like 
in space is basically Star Wars. If you like really break it down, all these different. Right. Things. And I was like, okay, what's this about? And I didn't really. <laughs> and uh, so we had a really long, hot, sunny day of filming. But at mm-hmm. the end of it, I was just so happy to be a part of it. And uh, there's a lot of Star Wars esque things with like family lineage, which is why it's called Bloodline. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as I'm, I watched episode two for the first time at Ranger Legacy at a at a world premiere. Mm-hmm. My jaw was dropped, and I'm going to say this as the showrunner for three different episodes and or three different mm-hmm. in the extended universe. Bloodline episode two is the best episode in the entire Power Rangers extended universe. Wow, mm-hmm. wow, dude! Bloodline, um, Bloodline is super different from our other shows, which mm-hmm. I really respect. And then DJ and I are really good at communicating on why and how they're going to be different. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I. I liked episode one. I respected it, but I was always just like, Shattered Pass got this. Come on. Come on. <laughs> yeah. and knows it. There's no secret here. And then mm-hmm. I saw episode two and I turned to DJ and I was just like, this is the best episode of the extended universe. He was like, dude, that's crazy. awesome. Yeah, that is awesome, dude. With with um with all the projects that you guys do, the quality just keeps getting better. The visual effects just keep getting better over time. Everything is a step up from the previous. Um, what are you hoping to achieve with Bloodline of of the Grid, or I mean, even any any of your productions, whether it be writing, acting, or anything? I mean, what what are you hoping to achieve moving forward? Like, what's the next step? The next goal? Like, how do you level up from here? You know, I guess it would be original series. We we build a big enough fan mm-hmm. base. Uh, Bad and the Sun really did it right. They did fan films for years, millions of views, and then they took what we love about Power Rangers and did Legend of the White Dragon, and they're right. killing it, right? So I don't know yeah. if that's the path I want to go, but um, I will always want to write and act. But my future really seems down the event uh, marketing side of things, which mm-hmm. I love too. I, I, feel like yeah. I, I feel like I'm acting during these like lives and stuff with with yeah. But you're still you're still doing something. You're still being creative in some sort of way. It's still exactly. content. You're still pushing something out. Yeah. So I I I want to keep building it out. Like Nerdbot is this big umbrella, right? And the mm-hmm. media side of it is just growing, growing, growing. And I really want to. I mean, I was there when it started. When well, when Reverse Flash started, I was there, mm-hmm. and I want to see that become something awesome, where we're doing different types of media with different teams and stuff. And we kind of have yeah. that with Bloodline. Kind of have that with our other stuff. I just want to have like teams doing different things that we want to see in it being, uh, monetizable. Is that is right? That yeah. Wanna, yeah. No, I get you. Yeah. I want it to like make sense why we're doing it. So, mm-hmm. uh, original content seems like the most, but if I had a dream, um, it's that we become canon somehow in some way in boom comics. Cause that, Oh yes, That would be the, if, if the Omega Ranger takes his helmet off and he looks like mm-hmm. me, I'll die happy, right? <laughs> <laughs> that would be so cool, man. Um, as far as uh, Bloodline of the Grid, it's available to watch on NerdBot Studios. If you haven't subscribed and tune in by now, I don't know what you're doing, but do it after this episode, though. But do, do it after this. Do it after this. And it's just a few minutes here. Uh, you premiered episode two at Anime Riverside, but when can we expect it to drop on YouTube? Because if I'm not mistaken, it's not there, right? Right. So this will be an exclusive for you. Episode two of Bloodline of the Grid Ooh. available on July 5th on NerdBot Studios. Nice! 
July 5th. Awesome, dude. I can't wait. Well, we are going to wrap up here, Colin. Um, this has been an amazing time, man. This has been so awesome to chat with you and get all this, this insider information. And I hope that, uh, people watching right now, whether they're people that, uh, have been tuning in from, from the show, from things that I've built or anybody that's tuning in from, from your fan base right now. I hope that maybe I gave you a little something different from Colin, maybe some things that you, uh, you haven't heard from him or even, uh, some information about like reverse flash or things that he hasn't talked about for a while, because I really enjoyed talking with you, man. You have your hands in so many different things. Everything that I've said here today, I mean all of it. It's not for entertainment purposes. I think you're a great dude. I think you're a great actor. I really do think you're a great writer. Uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot of things that you're doing right now that are just resonating with me like crazy. And uh, my, my top, my top things that I really want to see is uh, just me personally speaking from a, from a fan standpoint. Here is um, I really do hope one of one of one of the couple things that I really want to see is I really do hope that the Qui Gon Legend series uh, takes off more. I just I really feel something with that. I really think you guys got an awesome thing. Um, I can't wait to see the Shattered Past finale. That one's got me stoked. And Bloodline of the Grid is is on the top of my list to uh, to see the future keep going as well. Um, and that's that's no shade to anything else that you're working on. All of it is up there, but those are just my top right now that I, that I'm really really feeling. Um, Colin, the the spotlight is yours, man. Anything that you want to say before we get out of here? Anything that you have to say? Any shout outs, plugs, or anything that you can think of? The floor is yours. Uh, first shout out is to you again. You are awesome. Oh, thank you, man. This thank you. Great. We're going to work together. We're going to be friends. It's going to be awesome. Awesome, dude. I appreciate that, man. We'll, I can't wait. We'll figure something else out. But uh, for now, I, I do have one idea in my head. I'll talk to you after because you are. Okay. Okay. Uh, thank you, man. Plug in, plug in, plug in. So, Shattered Pass F5 came out not too long ago. Please go check that out. We have the original actor for the Magnum Defender coming back, Russell Lawrence. And uh, it's just a crazy episode, lots of time travel and ninjas and stuff like that. Um, Bloodline of the Grid, episode two premieres July 5th on the Nerdbot Studios YouTube. Uh, Anime Pasadena, I will be there. We'll have some awesome panels, celebrity guests, more. November 19th and 20th at the Pasadena Convention Center. I will be at Power Rangers Morphicon. I... I'm sorry, I do not remember the dates on that, but if you Google it, <laughs> you'll find it. We'll be there with the Power Rangers Extended Universe. Um, one more thing I'd like to plug is we made our own original Power Ranger comics that are absolutely awesome. Upside down. Absolutely awesome. Uh, we, have, we have these original comics that I have a lot of upside down. <laughs> <laughs> These original comics are available on our Patreon. Uh, if you pledge the Megazord tier, you get these, one of these comics and one of our Power Rangers shirts. So I love that shirt, actually. I was going to comment on that earlier and I forgot. Like more for I love that. Yes, I love that, dude. So <laughs> head on over to CrimsonVisionStudios.com. We have opportunities for uh, merchandise, voting, and even the opportunity to be in one of our episodes. So make sure you check that out. And other than that, just keep an eye on the different YouTubes. We uh, we have a lot of stuff in the works, a lot of stuff in post-production. And then I'm diving into filming again for a project that I don't think has been announced. Another found footage project is starting next week. So we got a lot coming in and we have a lot already on the way out. So be on the lookout for those. Nice. And uh, while you were talking about that, I just remembered that I didn't mention Solar Solaris. That's actually on the top of my list as well. That's one of the ones that I'm actually really interested in. I know there's going to be a brand shift and all that stuff that we talked about, but I'm actually really interested in that because it is an original work and 
it's just something about it. Like it, it just, I don't know. I don't know, man. It just really resonated with me, dude. I, I, I mean, congratulations on that. I really hope that that continues and has, has major success. Um, everybody please go follow Colin K Bass spelled exactly how it sounds on Instagram and everything that you need that we've talked about today. All of that's available in his bio. You can hit the crimson vision studios. You can hit the nerd bot and everything is right there. Everything you need is perfectly available on Colin K Bass's Instagram. Uh, and for everybody tuning in, thank you for watching, for liking, for commenting, for sharing, for doing all those beautiful things that you do over on youtube.com slash side project podcast remember that's project with a k and thank you for watching on spotify if you do as the videos are now available on spotify as of, nah, I don't know, a couple episodes ago and uh thank you for listening on apple google and all things you do when you rate your review and you do all this thing, thumbs up i appreciate it from the bottom uh, of my heart if you're looking for me you can find me at ig hates chazzy on instagram and everything else you need to find is right here on the screen you can do it it's not clickable it's not clickable but it's in the descriptions you can click it there and you can go to it if you're looking for the podcast as a whole you can find it on instagram at side project podcast don't forget to get the new run it up merch and the new and the new gaming merch that i got too and all the all the new mugs and all the there's hats there's all these hats i'm sure you guys saw that oh and i'm dropping things that's what happens see i get the new hats the project park hats they come in a couple different variations in a couple different colors i thank you guys so much from the bottom of my heart i appreciate it i wish i could tap into your like speed force and <laughs> speed force out of here you know That'd be a good ending. <laughs> i know right thank you guys so much i appreciate it